Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Press Play Lifestyle-Inspired Podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Schwab, and our podcast helps our listeners find the resources, tools, and support to be our, their best inspired self. Today, we have a special musical guest, and we're going to let Brady introduce himself. So you want to say hi to the audience for us today? Hello. Uh, thanks for having me on today. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> So where are you finding yourself today? Is uh, Are you stuck at home with the rest of us? <laughs> uh, yes and no. Um, I'm in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, I am mainly at home, but I am also a mental health therapist. So um, I do have to go into the office and see people occasionally, but I do a lot of what they call telehealth now um, due to everything that's going on. But um, I do still see uh, some patients. Yeah, that's amazing. So sort of on the, on the front lines, on the, on the mental health side, have you seen um, an increase in, in mental health struggles during the same time right now as well? Uh, there, there, there is, but it but, um, doesn't seem like too many people are reaching out, unfortunately. Um, I mean, there's a lot of anxiety and a lot of depression. I mean, people are kind of locked in, you know, and uh, at least for here, it's been, oh, uh, over three weeks. And, um, you know, we do have, you know, sort of an end date, you know, before it was two weeks and now it's extended a month, as we all know. And that kind of, you know, hit people hard. Uh, you know, us Americans, we, we, we don't like to uh, uh, be stayed, you know, get locked in, you know, so uh, we tend to not follow the rules all the time. However, um, um, but people are, you know, having a lot of anxiety issues, but not a lot reaching out due to the fact that, you know, they're afraid, you know, they don't want to come in the office and, you know, counseling by, by, you know, uh, what they call teletherapy is a little not as common yet, but um, probably after this, it will be. Yeah, that's interesting. I actually started my career in 2004. And the very first job I had was a software development for a telehealth company. Oh, wow. <clears throat> yeah, it, it was back when you actually video was something that was difficult, and you had to code it. So yes, um, yes, <laughs> I may have been around a long, lot longer than other folks have. Um, <laughs> but uh, th well, thank you for sharing a little bit about you know what you have going on in your um, earn a living side of your life. It's, yeah, <laughs> um, that's right. One of the fun things I found interviewing a lot of um, people that uh, you're represented by Mike Michael Stover. A lot of his folks uh, are really interesting because they they have both. Uh, uh, musical side and then you know a, a private side where they're they're out there still kind of mingling with the rest of us and getting things mm -hmm. done so can you tell us uh, how about you tell us a little bit about your music and where things are in that side of your life right now sure uh i mean like you were saying yeah i you know a while back in my my early years of playing you know i was a full-time musician uh you know it, it's a it's a tough thing you know um it's hard to pay the, the mortgage on, on that and, and uh, feed, feed people in the house. Yeah. Um, you know, unless you're, unless you're just doing it yourself, then it gets a little bit easier, but still, it's still difficult. Uh, and as we know, you know, the music industry is pretty much, you know, almost shut down 
other than you know living room concerts, which is cool. But uh, not 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 too many people are getting paid right now. Yeah. So with all that stuff, you know, so um, it's good to have definitely a a backup job. And um, but um, so yeah, I, I was a full time musician, um, played in in various with various artists and and did a little bit of touring and and um, uh, back in my earlier years, and then I got a job. Um, as a music director at, a, at a, one, a large church and did that for uh, probably about six, six years. And then I went back to school and got my master's in psychology and took the, down the road of counseling, but um, still played guitar. Uh, and, you know, as I, that kind of evened off a little bit where, you know, I had my own practice and everything, I was able to spend a little bit more time focusing on my music and, and really kind of just wanting to, you know, put that, that, that album out that I always wanted to do um, and, you know, just have some fun with it and see where it goes. And that's what kind of brought me here today. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So what is your latest, um, your latest album? It's called Passions Collide and it's mainly a uh, uh, instrumental album. There's a few vocal tracks on it but it's a mainly an instrumental album of um, a combination of my musical passions. That's why it's called that. Uh, and that would be um, rock guitar. You know, I love the, uh, the rock guitar sound and uh, my other love, which is flamenco guitar. Oh, interesting. So what's, what's the difference between the two? Is it just a different style or is it completely? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, they're pretty far away from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, one obviously, you know, has the electric sound to it. The other one is mainly what they call nylon string guitar or the Spanish guitar sound. Oh, okay. And, um, it, 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 you know, has its roots in, in, you know, Spain and, uh, and it has a, you know, a lot of folk, uh, vibes to it. And it's really pure and it's, it, it has a lot of history, uh, going back to the gypsies and, and so it has, it has some, some neat history to it. But I just love the sound. I love the the dynamics of it and the uh, virtuosity of it. And um, I started out playing classical guitar, and um, I heard a piece by a flamenco guitarist, and I kind of fell in love with it. So I studied. I started to study that as well. And um, I knew if I was going to do a record, um, I wanted to do something different than just your ad, your ordinary, you know, uh, instrumental guitar player. Uh, Guitar Hero album. I wanted to combine some different elements to it, and so you know that that was sort of my journey in uh, completing this. Yeah, yeah. I see. Also, like when I was looking at your, you know, different media and your outlook, your website mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, you do a, like guitar tutorials, and so are, is that really like the place your passion for music came from? Was on the guitar side. Um, I, I I was a music teacher for probably about 15 years. So I taught guitar as a part of my living. So uh, that's just always been a part of me. But um, uh, so I enjoy teaching. And and now that I don't really have much time for private one-on-one students, I uh, kind of just do these little videos from time to time just to have fun. And um, plus with all the social media platforms, it kind of gets you out there, you know, kind of for free. So yeah. you can't pass that up. <laughs> Awesome. So what are some of the, um, 
So I know um, I'm limited in my like specific guitar. My husband though has decided he's gonna learn guitar a couple years ago. Um, and one of my favorite artists and favorite guitarists is Keith Urban. And he, mm -hmm. he also said he's got some really good um, tracks out there to teach you sort of how to play guitar. Do you have uh, like artists that are the ones that ins like inspire you a lot? I think you had mentioned um, Flamingo Guitarist, but not necessarily name. Are there like people that really inform your style or that really inspire you in your work? Um, I, I mean, I have I have um, a lot of influences over the years, um, you know, uh, from the from electric guitar to to the flamenco guitar as well. Um, you, know, you know, names as such as you know, you know, the standard names that in rock guitar, which would be like Randy Rhodes and Steve Vai, Joe Satriani, Eric Johnson. You know, th those are pretty you know big names in that genre, and then. You know, Bacchusile, uh, he was uh, um, big in the flamenco and uh, Strunz and Farah. And um, so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, people that I listen to, you know, that I try to get in inspiration from and try to, you know, I'm just, a, I just love learning the guitar. You know, it's a passion of mine. And if it's good, I definitely like, like to listen to it. And, and hopefully I can learn something from whoever's teaching it. Yeah. Is it true that like when you were younger, you started to play guitar and your instructor basically said, you know, you're going to suck at this. You might as well do something else. Yeah. He, I mean, it was like my, my first guitar lesson and um, yeah, it was pretty intimidating. I was young and you know, he, you know, just, he was a teacher that just had little patience. It seemed like, um, and you know, I was, I don't remember much, I just remember walking out and, you know, I was kind of excited because I was starting, but he kind of pulled my dad to the side and said, you know, he doesn't really have what it takes. Um, and my dad, he kind of shared that with me, but I was like, okay, let's find somebody else. You know, so yeah. it, you know, it, it, I was kind of determined to, to play the instrument and just because I was in, you know, unfortunately intimidated at the time and was probably nervous, you know, it shouldn't really be, um, assessed after the first lesson if, if someone can play or not. Yeah. Did that inform how you taught your students at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's always the encouragement's always the best. I mean, you know, you don't have to be, uh, you know, taking guitar lessons to be a rock star or, or uh, join a, a, you know, conservatory or something like that. Or, you you just you know whatever you want to do with it and it could be just playing for yourself playing for your family um you know sometimes you know it's just therapeutic to play an instrument you'll never regret playing an instrument yeah that's fair i've I, learned that i learned to play uh, the accordion when i was about 10 so that's my mm -hmm. big claim to fame I, i'm not rocking sure. sponsors or anything <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I, I still think, that, you know, no matter what instrument it is, you'll never regret it. See, also, um, there's a lot of mentioning, and you kind of kind of glossed over it quickly as well, but um, you seem very active in your worshiping community as well. Is that mm -hmm. is that true? Just kind of seemed to sneak in, but I wasn't sure if that was a truth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, uh, yeah I'm, I've been... Um, either working for or volunteering in my in my church um for a very long time uh and uh that's been a part of my life almost all my life and um so yeah i have a 
very deep, deep faith in um, uh, God and, and in Christ. And, and so my, my values and morals kind of line up with the Christian um, side of things. And right now I'm, I'm at a, what they call a non-denominational church. And it is one of those large mega churches. <laughs> so, um, you know, we, we uh, have a lot of services on the weekend, not right now, but you know, when mm-hmm. things are normal, uh, we tend to have a lot of, a lot of services and I do a lot of playing there as well. Yeah. So what's the difference for you with like a mega church versus sort of a non mega church? I mean, I hear mm-hmm. that all the time, that, that word, but I'm Catholic. Our churches aren't mega. They're kind of smaller. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm kind of curious. Uh, yeah, it's when they started, you know, I started out, um, uh, when I started out like playing at churches, I think I would be considered almost a small group. I think there was 10 of us. So I've come from that and I grew up uh, Catholic as well. So you know, I'm familiar with the traditions and, and even played acoustic guitar at some services. Um, and then, um, but I, you know, I had the gift of playing electric guitar and I know that wasn't going to work in the Catholic church. Um, yeah, but I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to give that gift, you know, definitely over to God, you know, cause I feel like he blessed me with it and I wanted to use it uh, for him as well, not just for my own purposes. And um, the churches that were kind of, you know, embracing that were these more contemporary places. And then, um, so you start to find, you know, get, get into, you know, one or two and, and, you know, the, the church that I do now is, it's called a mega church because I guess there's thousands of people that come on a weekend. Um, but it didn't start out like that. It started out maybe, you know, 200 people when I was there. So it kind of just, I kind of grew with it. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, so another thing that's really interesting that there's not a lot of info on there, maybe, um, but this idea of the guitar freaks, can you tell us a little bit about the sideshow of flying fingers? Oh, sure. It's, uh, well, it was supposed to debut in March. Um, <laughs> that got pushed a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was, uh, you know, my cousin, my, at least my distant cousin, He's a guitar player, and he lives in the area as well. And he did some uh, international touring with a bunch of guitar players and stuff like that. And we just uh, we got together. And we said we wanted to put a show together, um, you know, kind of like you know, you know, cousins, and uh, kind of make it like you know, this guitar hero type show. Come down if you like guitar music, and you know, so we called it the Guitar Freaks, you know. Um, and kind of have a, like a little circus theme going on just for advertising and uh, got really good response <laughs> and uh, we had to postpone. So um, hopefully when all this is over, we can reschedule all the shows and, and, you know, continue on with whatever, wherever that goes. Yeah, it looks it actually the advertising looks like a ton of fun. You guys mm-hmm. are kind of wearing some fun clothes and at the hard rock, which, you know, of course just, adds to the cool factor so yeah that happens right looks like right yeah. now fingers crossed for may right <laughs> we're hoping awesome well bradley is there anything else you'd like to like tell the audience about um yourself or your music or where they can find it that you like to share with sure. us 
Sure. Uh, you can um, definitely find me anywhere on the uh, uh, best place to go is my website, you know, uh, Uh On there is going to be all the links to Spotify and YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. And then there's, you know, obviously on that page is where you can, if you like the music and you want to support, you know, you can always buy the physical copy or the digital copy and um, that would be much appreciated. But um, yeah, all the links are right there, but you can find me on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. You just got to type my name in and there I'm at. <laughs> awesome. So um, any parting words as, you know, kind of your second life, your second career as people are sort of dealing with the anxiety of the epidemic that's kind of out there right now, as well as um, just sort of trying to figure their way through a quarantine that's new for everyone as a mm -hmm. mental health professional. Do you have sure. any kind of high level guidance or some tips for people to kind of make it through seemingly? Well, anything with a depression and anxiety, you want to always uh, reach out to, I mean, right now you just got to reach out to your support. Though we're social distancing, that doesn't mean you can't reach out on phone. You, you can FaceTime, you can Skype, you can do all that stuff. And sometimes you just need to talk. You need to hear that other person's voice. And, you know, when you're in community like that, that really helps with uh, easing some of the pain because we're all going through it. So we can all empathize with each other. And some of us have different struggles and, and everything, you know, with it. Some people are completely out of jobs and some people have to go to work constantly, you know, if you're in that uh, healthcare field. So, you know, it, it, we're all we're all in this together and, and just reach out to, um, you know, whoever it is that, you, you know, if it's family or, or friends or whatever. But also if it gets too serious, you should also take advantage of any counselors in your area. We're all doing teletherapy now and it's not difficult you know it, it's actually you know it's nice to have someone that's you know not going to try to pass judgment on you for what you're thinking or not you know it, it, it's somebody that can actually help and so take advantage of that and then there are hotlines out there of course that you can call um so you know take advantage of some of these things right now you're not you're not completely alone and sometimes you just need to talk and yeah. so i encourage people to do that but I think one thing that I've I've heard a reframe on that I really loved was it's not we have to almost be careful with the word social distancing. We're really physically distancing, but we still need Correct. to be connected in community because loneliness is one of the worst places to be. Um, yes. So don't stop talking to folks. Just stop standing next to them when you talk to them. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Awesome. Or at least six feet. <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry, a funny one where they it may remind me of the devil went down to Georgia, but someone said the devil's whispering in the air and they turned back and said, Not if he's not six feet away from you. Right, right. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Well, it was super <laughs> nice meeting you and I really appreciate it. I know you're really busy with um helping folks out there that are rent challenging times right now, but I'm, I'm excited about your music and I can't wait to, um, I can't wait to hear more. So thanks so much for your time today. All right. Well, thank you for having me on. All right. Have a great day. See you soon. You Bye -bye. take, you take care. Bye.